Chandu, the magician. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. For your listening pleasure tonight and every weekday night, the makers of White King Granulated Soap bring you Chandu, the magician. But before we continue our story of romance and intrigue and high adventure, we'd like to have a word with you about your three times a day job of washing dishes. When you wash your dishes tonight, we hope you wash them in rich, thick, White King soap suds. For if you are one among the many thousands who prefer soap suds in your dishpan, we'd like to remind you that White King is a grand dishpan soap. Those wonderful White King soap suds stand up rich and thick in water that is comfortable and kind to your hands. Yes, indeed, White King suds are so gentle, they are safe for pretty hands. For washing clothes or dishes, you'll say, I love White King. Because nothing washes like soap, and there is no soap like White King. And listen, when you buy White King at your grocer's, be sure to save those box tops, won't you? Abandoned in the Egyptian desert by their guides... Frank Chandler and the Regents are attacked by outlaws. Chandler, known in the Far East as Chandu the Magician, overcomes the Arabs by his occult powers and learns that the man who stole the precious emerald is a member of an established gang of jewel thieves. Then suddenly a sandstorm blows up across the desert. Crouched behind their camels, the little party is facing death amidst the swirling sand. Chandu, the magician. Bob! Bob, get down! You'll suffocate if you don't. How long do you think it's going to last, Uncle I hope this camel doesn't get tired of sitting here and walk out on us. He's been through dozens of storms like this, Bob. Clothes are so full of sand that every time I move an arm, I kind of break. So are mine. And mine. <coughs> Don't raise your head, Dot. Keep down. The wind's not quite as strong as it was, is it? And it'll drop as suddenly as it began. But don't get up yet. There's no hurry, Mom. We sure aren't going anyplace. That's right. We can't do anything but wait for somebody to come and find us, can we? The guides may come back, Betty. Oh, I wish I had a drink. There's water here, Dot. I put a water skin right there next to the camel's shoulder. It's not here, Uncle Frank. It's covered up with sand. It must be here. Oh, it isn't, Frank. Poke your arm right down in the sand. Oh, here, I'll do it. Don't let it go, Bob. We can wait until it stops blowing. Do you hope clear the air is getting? The storm's nearly over. We're lucky. Why? Sometimes they last for days. No. Hmm. I wonder where that water skin can be. Let's all dig. Oh, wait, Betty. 
we don't dig in the right place, we'll just be covering it all the deeper. Oh. Camel hasn't moved, so it must be right about here. Here, we'll dig here, Bob. Oh, the wind's almost stopped. Oh, I'm going to stand up. Let's shake the sand off. Oh, isn't it scratchy? Any luck yet, Bob? Not yet. Oh, oh look. The sand's drifted over everything. No tents? No. Oh, yes. Look, Uncle Frank. I know, Betty. Say, what about all our things? Won't we ever find them again? We'll try it. If the guides come back, we'll probably unearth most of them. Say, what about those guides? They didn't take any camels when they went to look for that phony plant. Well, they didn't dare take them, Bob. Why? For fear we'd suspect what they were up to. Yes, but what did they think would happen to them if they didn't have any camels? Well, you know that whole story about curing a sick camel was just an excuse to get away, Betty. Well, yes, but I still... What they did was go over a sand hill out of sight and signal to those outlaws that we were here alone. Oh. After we'd been disposed of, the guides would just walk back here and divide up our things. It'd be very simple. Only they got caught in the sandstorm themselves. Serves them right. You're kind of bloodthirsty. Do you know that? I'm just plain thirsty. You don't seem to realize we're at least three days from Cairo, and nobody knows we need help. Oh. So if we can't find the water... Bob. Is it really as bad as that, Frank? Well, we have at least one water skim, even if we can't locate the others. You mean we'll have it if we can find it? We'll find it, Betty. Can't be more than a few inches from where we've been digging. You know, it, it makes you thirsty just to know we haven't got any water, doesn't it? Especially when your throat's full of sand to begin with. <clears throat> well, let's dig up the water skin and we'll all have a drink. How about over there, Uncle Frank? The camel might have moved a little and we wouldn't notice it. No, here. Let's try right about here. Oh, it can't be that deep, Bob. You're halfway to California. No, yes, it can, Betty. We have no idea how the sand drifts in the wind. How are you doing, Bob? Oh, I, I think I found it. Wait, yeah, yeah, here it is. Here, move over a little so I can give you a hand. Oh, I was beginning to think of all sorts of things about people stranded in the desert. Hey, we must have found a spring or something. <laughs> Maybe you've discovered a brand new oasis. Well, the sand's all damp. Well, look out, Bob. Let me see. Oh, it's nearly out now, Uncle Frank. Here she comes. Brush off the sand and... But what's the matter? Hand it here, Bob. Hmm. I wonder if those guides did this deliberately. Did what? It was turned upside down in the sand, Dot. Nearly all the water's run out. Oh, but you said you'd put it down by the camel yourself when the storm blew up. No. No, I put it here when we first made camp. After Hamid told me that story about the sick camel. He saw me drop it here. It had a cork in it, Uncle Frank. That's why I wonder if it wasn't done purposely. There's no stopper in it now. Only the way it was lying in the sand kept every drop of water from running out. How, how much water is there? Well, enough for a drink for each of us, I guess. Well, it's something. I'll say it's something. Have you still got that little collapsible cup, Bob? Oh, yeah. Here, Uncle Frank. Mm. You first, Mother. Oh, no. You children first. Women and children first. That's you and Betty. I resent that, but I'll see you later. Take it, Mother. Thank you, dear. Oh. You're next, Betty. I hope I don't spill any. Mmm. Doesn't it taste good? You better make it last a long time. It's quite a ways to Cairo. That's every drop. 
Here's the cup, Uncle Frank. And here you are, Bob. Okay. Say, you wouldn't kid me, would you? What? Is this all the water there is? No, no, no. There's some more. Sure? Now, let me shake that thing. Not even a gurgle. You're being noble, trying to make me drink it all. Now, Bob. But, Uncle Frank. Let's not argue about a little water. No, you don't. What'll happen to Mom and Betsy if you fall over on your face? Nonsense. I'm not going to die of thirst for lack of one drink of water. Well, I'm sure not going to drink it all. I'll split it with you. All right, then. You drink half of it, and I'll take the rest. Okay. Here you are. Brother, I never thought I'd win an argument with you. I feel like a pig drinking a whole cupful. Those darn guides. Well, if they live through the storm, Betty, they'll be back. They don't want to be left without transportation to water any more than we do. I'll bet they'll be glad to do some digging for a drink. Well, if they don't come, we'll do some more ourselves. Why don't we anyway? Well... Oh, you don't like to say it, but I know what you mean. We'd get thirstier than ever digging in the sand, and we might not find the other water skins if we did. I was thinking something like that, Don. But don't give up. We may get pretty thirsty, but if my plan works out, we'll get help. From where? I'm going to try to communicate with Najim. By magic? Through the crystal, yes, Bob. Oh, but you haven't got it. Oh, yes, I have. Right here in the saddlebag. This is the camel I was riding, you know. Uncle Frank, there's that aeroplane again. I hope it's the same one. That'll mean someone's looking for us. I don't get it. Well, I heard it just before the storm began, didn't you? I did not. Did you, Frank? Yes, but I didn't say anything about it, Dot, because the storm came up and nobody could have found us then. Stand up so he can see us. He's pretty low. He's circling. He must see us. Yeah, and waggling his wings. Well, he surely won't try to land. No? No, he's dropping something over the side. Oh, I hope it's some water. I'll go get it, Uncle Frank. It looks like a metal box. Hurry up, Bob. How could anyone know we needed help, I wonder? Nadia may have found out the emerald was offered for sale in Cairo. Or she may have known we... Bob, what is it? A box. Water? No, it's not big enough, Beth. Oh. Here you are, Uncle Frank. Oh, thanks. A letter. Yes. That's from Nadia. I salute you, Chandu. I have seen you are in great danger, and I sent an airplane to help you. But it was forced to turn back from the storm. Oh, that must have been the one you heard. The man you seek is not far from you at this moment. He, too, was lost in the storm. Look into the crystal as I look into mine. You can call him to you. His name is Mustafa. Call him to you? That's right, Mom. But wait, there's a little more. The airplane will return with food and water. My guide will reach you in two days. In the name of the three times three, Nadja. Isn't that absolutely supernatural? How do you suppose she knew about us? You must just be glad she did, Betty. Let me get the crystal. Yes, here it is. I'll just set it here in the sand. We've never seen a picture form so soon. Well, there are two of us this time. Nadja and I. Well, it's just a desert like this. Nadja said the man wasn't far away. There he is. Standing all alone. Mustafa. Mustafa. You are to come to me bringing the emerald. Does he look scared? He's leaning back like he was pulling away. Mustafa, bring the emerald and come to me. You cannot disobey my voice. I am Chandu. He's struggling as if you were there, dragging him over the sand. And if it were miles he had to walk, he would still walk them, dying if necessary to restore the emerald to me. Oh, don't, Uncle Frank. The emerald, Mustafa. That's it. Take it from your tarbouche. 
Now, come here to me. The mother love just behind him. See? What? It's a dollar lying in the sand. Uncle Frank! Oh, now you've done it. The picture's gone. Yes, but look behind you, Bob. There comes Mustafa with the emerald in his hand. Before we say goodnight for Chandu the Magician, may we take just a moment for another word about White King Granulated Soap. Perhaps you have recently had the pleasure of installing a brand new washing machine in your home. If you have, be sure to take good care of it. But remember that no washing machine can work any better than the soap you use. We hope that your soap is White King. The first soap ever invented for washing machine use. Always a good soap. Today, White King is better than ever. That's why we say there is no better soap for any washer, new or old. Today, White King's creamy suds wash your clothes cleaner than ever, faster than ever. Wash off surface dirt and wash out hidden dirt. So no matter what type or brand of washing machine you choose, may we remind you that nothing washes like soap, and there is no soap quite like White King. That's why we know you'll love White King. Chandu the Magician is based on the original radio drama created by Harry A. Earnshaw and is written by Vera Oldham. Bob Regent is played by Lee Millar. The makers of White King invite you to listen tomorrow at this time when the story resumes. Chandu the Magician. This is the Mutual Don Lee Broadcasting System.